My name is Dave. And my name is Craig. And this week we're talking about a perfect zero. You broke up there a wee bit. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This week we're talking about a perfect zero. There's that better? (laughs) Getting there. Getting there. Welcome to No More Sages, a show where we pick one game for each year and we discover how gaming has evolved or devolved throughout the ages. With me today on this super secret spy mission known as Perfect Dark is a man with some fire red hair, a skin tight bodysuit, and a hell of a smile. Greg! Is that your mama's gun? That was pretty good, Craig. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> It's the wrong game, though, isn't it? Really? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because because neither of us played Perfect Dark Zero, but don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> all right, Craig. So why don't you spit out the stats, and then we will talk. Oh yeah, sure. It's developed by Rare. Perfect Dark Zero, sorry, developed by Rare, published by Microsoft. Uh, it was released on Xbox 360 in November of 2005 in North America, and then December, two weeks later. Um, it was over here because it takes two weeks for seven and a half gig to move from the US to the UK. Well, if you weren't downloading all that porn as a country, probably could move a little quicker. Honestly, I dread to think if everyone stopped downloading porn, the rest of the internet would be so fast that time would turn <laughs> backwards, like in the end of Superman. Uh, okay, don't don't distract me with terrible movies before we talk about this terrible <laughs> game. So, Craig, you picked Perfect Dark Zero. If you could give us a quick explainer as to why you want to hurt yourself and your memories going into this. Yeah, any. well, I, I, I thought I hadn't played it before, but then I realized that about the amount I had played um, this time round was what I'd already played about uh, played it so i played the original perfect dark i remembered perfect dark zero and when we were looking at oh you know like googling what games come out this year i thought oh perfect dark zero i never gave that a chance it turns out i did give it a chance back in the day and didn't like it then um and it's just brought back a heap of terrible memories essentially okay um so craig you know what it's like when you have a game collection and you're like, uh, I'll buy most games, but, you know, for the special ones, I'll buy the Steelbook copy. You know, mm-hmm. like, I really like Yakuza, so I'll buy the Yakuza Kiwami Steelbooks or the Dark Souls Steelbook or, you know, the Monster Hunter Steelbook. Uh, I, I was looking so forward to Perfect Dark Zero in 2005 that I bought the Steelbook. Oh, wow. And it came... Okay. Sorry, it's Niddle. <laughs> She's been an idiot. <laughs> It comes with a uh, making of DVD, and I didn't watch that again this time. I did just play the game. It's also available on Rare Replay if mm-hmm. you are curious to check this out after we're done talking to it. Um, and I I genuinely hated this game. Like, I got <laughs> probably two hours into it and went, all right, I'm going to finish you, but I am not going to enjoy this. 
Wow. And so I, I finished it. And years later, like like maybe 2010-ish, me and a friend just finished playing Aliens Colonial Marines together to co-op. And we're like, that was fun playing a crappy game together. Let's play another crappy game together. And one of us brought to the table, what about Perfect Dark Zero? So I replayed it in co-op. The whole thing. And it wasn't any better. Like, it was fun because my friend was there, not because the... the... Anyway, the, the whole purpose of that little story is to tell you that in, like, 2010, well after everything should have been dead, we were like, hey, dude, let's, let's just play a multiplayer match for fun. And there was a person still on there. Oh. There was one person. And he sent my friend a message saying... Oh, finally, somebody's on here playing Perfect Dark. I'm like, who is that soul? Wow. <laughs> That's still playing Perfect Dark Zero, hoping for a multiplayer match. If oh you my. know that person, send them to here, because I'd like to talk to them. Anyway, that was all just a fun little anecdote. Mm. Let's talk about this game. Okay, first off, the first thing that hits you in the face with this is... Mm -hmm. The redesign of Joanna. Mm -hmm. And yes, I know it's supposed to be a younger Joanna, but blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about that? Because that was warning flag number one for me. I um, I would say no strong feelings one way or the other, but I genuinely didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Um, either titillatingly or narratively or anything, just nothing. Uh, I don't think this is an original comment. Maybe I saw it, but it looks like she should be selling insurance to somebody <laughs> as a cartoon character. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I, I really like, I don't have a problem with the classic characters being redesigned and Joanna Dark is really stretching the definition of classic character. Like I like the, uh, the Dante redesign for DMC. Mm -hmm. oh, it was cool. I, I don't mind it. Uh, th this looked Awful because this screams more early 2000s than Fusion Frenzy did when we played that. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Like, like this is all, like, she probably relaxes in a Limp biscuit hat. And I can't have that. Um, do you have any attachment to this franchise other than, hey, that game was fun? No, and I barely even have that. Like, I, I, Perfect Dark was never... It was never like top tier or maybe even mid tier. It was curiosity and a game that I had played among a myriad of other games that I played. It, it, it was never it was never on my radar for anything more than that. Like how many games do we play a year and then never speak about? It's it was one of those ones. Okay. So I uh, was kind of the opposite. Like like for me, after Goldeneye I always took Perfect Dark as their, well, they wanted to make another James Bond game, but, you know, didn't have the license, so we got Perfect Dark. Like, I hold, held GoldenEye and Perfect Dark at roughly the same level of uh, respect in terms of, like, <laughs> oh, that's a fun game. So, for me, like, like I really like Perfect Dark. I mean, it's super sci-fi, which I'm not into, but there was a little alien named Elvis, and you could play with bots, and it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, Going back to it, I think I think everything in the N64 era has aged awful, so probably let it sit in your memories. But 
this is shockingly bad considering it's from the same people. And, and I, I read up a little bit on it. And a lot of it comes down to the usual culprits. Deadlines, kind of poor management. Funding gets cut. Microsoft's like, no, dude, we need a launch game. That kind of stuff. But I want to try to explore why. Why, why is this so terrible? We've played, like, how many innocuous shooters here? Um, like, a bunch. At, at, at least two, but probably in the region of 70. Well, let's see. There's Black... And then there's gun, nope. and then there's oh, red dead revolver. Uh, yeah, like, like like probably the most inoffensive genre is innocuous first person shooter. Like we've all played Haze. We don't know why we all played Haze, but we did. Mm-hmm. So why is this bad in your estimation? Because when you roll, you cuts to three D. <laughs> third person for, for a split second and it's just really off-putting. Like, I I even hate that so much that I would rather not roll. Well, first off, like, acrobatics in a first-person game are always just, weird to me, right? Yeah, yeah. It, like, I, I, I like it and, like, if you're doing parkour and movement like that or, you know, like, general mantling is fine in first-person, but not rolling. Yeah, it's like... like um, for a newer example, like McCree has that role in... Well, I don't think he's called McCree anymore, but uh, the character in Overwatch, where he has the role, and mm-hmm. it's just shown in first person as up and down on the camera. It's like, no, that doesn't work No, quite right. Um, but do you know what does have third-person cameras, and we will be talking about it later, uh, is Deus Ex. Like, mm-hmm. arguably, this uses the same cover system as Deus Ex. So why does it work there and not here? A human um, revolution specifically. Sorry, should have said that. Yeah, why? We need. That's a question for Deus Ex. All right, let's try we to need, keep that in our brain because I haven't played it in so long that I'm just trying to. Because you're confusing me now. You could because you're making me think. You're making me second guess myself. Oh, sorry. I don't. Like, I don't mean to. I, like, I. I think this feels very sloppy. It, it, the cover system is not sticky in the good way of like a Gears of War kind of sticky. It's it's sticky in the I press the button, nothing happened for a moment kind of sticky. Like okay, yeah. For me, this feels like it's trying. Like I press the button, it goes to an animation, but there's no animation there. It's just like oh, all of a sudden pfft, now I'm stuck to a wall. There's also the. Uh, tried and true, do you need a cover system in a first-person shooter? Like, side-strafing is your cover system in, what, 90% yeah. of first-person shooters? Uh, yeah, it really is. Um, I oh, think but, this... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, yeah, you're, you're twigging things because I, much to my guilt, I came into this and within about five minutes had already decided that I hated every <laughs> moment I was going to have to play with it. So there's a bit, the the first time in the first level, which is awful in itself, where you have to cover up against a, a, a bit of wall to shoot through a door to shoot a camera before the door closes because the camera is spotting you. That just feels weird because you should just be standing behind the wall and like squiffing left, right, left, yeah. right, left. It just, that's all, that's, that's normal. There's also the, um, I don't want to talk about this. I, I do have a good thing uh, in my notes. I have one good thing. 
I still really like the menu music. The menu music is great. Mm. So there's my bonus point for Perfect Dark. Um, the guns also feel bleh. Like, yeah, like did, they, they have no punch. It's Halo gun problems. They have no punch. They don't feel good to shoot. They're just... Eh. I like the heads-up display thing on the gun. Like the, It's almost a dead spacey kind of... Mm-hmm. Everything you need to know is right there on the gun. Which, in a first-person shooter, probably doesn't work as well as a third-person shooter. But I like the idea. All right. How, how long did you play? I played through till mission two. You get off the boat. You it, it says do not use guns, and I, you immediately shoot the person that's on the dock. <laughs> um, and then you've got to like basically, I it's spy shit. You've got to identify enforcers. I think it's enforcers or um, whatever the the name is. You've got to use your binoculars to identify a particular person and group of people that are the baddies. And then you have to kill them and save the civilians. Now, I I went into a building. It might have been a casino. Civilians started running everywhere. I shot someone. I ran out. An alarm started. It was the most annoying alarm sound in the world ever. (laughs) And then, for some strange reason, when I looked right and looked left enemies just spawned in and one guy had a really weird face and that is the exact moment I went ah fuck this and just like <laughs> mid combat switched it off that is that is a very damning thing I mid gameplay and went nope nope I'm good I just ah. like I, I, there was something that, because up to that point it felt no I was going to say something good but even in the first level it, it espionage first person shooting-y, the, when you're trying to sneak or you're trying to do something, DSX does that very well. You can kill that person and not worry about, you know, like setting off 15 AIs coming to get you because they all of a sudden notice that something, something happened. Mm-hmm. This is really unintelligent with that. So you're playing a spy game, but it's got very first-person shooter AI to it. Everyone just lines up and tries to shoot you, and you're shooting them in the face, and they still don't die like every other game that we've played. The, the, you know, headshots don't just kill them immediately, and their hats don't even pop off in this game. Aww. Um, the the very fact that I this is a spy espionage type game, yet it just more feels like a shooter is the bit that puts me off the most. Like, I think if it, if it was more Deus Ex, if it was more spy stealth, or if it was more something else, it would work a lot more, but it just doesn't for me. So that is why, at that specific point where the alarm going off, I just was like, this is not working. And the more I play it, the more angry I'm going to get at it. Well, that, that, that principle holds true for me as well. The more I play, the more angry I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I, I don't really have that kind of, um, preconceived notion that this has to hit of like spy thriller, not first person shooter. Because even the first game was like ninety percent first person shooter, and then you have to find a passcode kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was, I guess it played it did play closer to a James Bond game where it's like, yeah, you're a spy, but you're still shooting four thousand people on your way to using your laser watch once, <laughs> right? Like, so I, I what. 
immediately, I, I, I'm, I'm going to confess, I took a slightly different approach to Perfect Dark Zero mm-hmm. than I did everything else on this list because I have completed this before. And once is enough, like Alien Colonial Marines, that's enough. Um, I played the first mission on normal difficulty. Mm-hmm. And the amount of glitches and bugs, not the little mm-hmm. spider bots bugs, the bad kind of bugs, yeah. was <gasps> kind of insane. Like, yeah. you know, you did you see? End- oh, oh, God. You're a th- you might say the exact same thing I say. So okay, you you say it. Okay, so you get to the elevator, and then those people uh-huh. on jetpacks show up, uh-huh. and you shoot them, and they pop out the top and depose their way <laughs> off. <to> the- <laughs> <laughs> I, like- I I I had a couple of variations. I had that happen where Christ the Redeemer statue fell out of the air. Uh-huh. Uh, I I then had one where. A rocket pack just showed up with no person in it, but it was still shooting me. And I'm like, well, this is great. Like, the amount of just rushed work on this is mm-hmm. shockingly apparent. And so I was like, okay, I don't like the guns. They're not working for me. I don't like the enemies. They're not working for me. So I'm going to replay the first level on hard. See if maybe that adds a little more enjoyment to mm-hmm. the gameplay. Turns out, it does, and this is one of the best games I've ever played. Is what I would say if it was true, but it's not. Um, <laughs> it, it was just as enemies just got spongier, right? Like you didn't see a difference in AI. Granted, this is the first level, so maybe mm-hmm. later on, I don't know. But it just felt bad to play. You have that movement system where it doesn't feel like you're connected to your environment at all. You're just kind of floating like a hover tank. Yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like Doom, uh, the first one, and nothing should feel like that in 2005. <laughs> it, it, was, it was shockingly bad. Like, it's worse than I remember it being bad. Now, this is not to say this is the worst game ever made. Like, I'm, I'm not going, like, super hyperbolic with it. But this is a shockingly bad first-party release. Like, I would say it's on par with, like, Lair. If you remember that from like the PS3 launch window, They're like, oh, oh God, this is yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, and and let's, I can't see. There's the problem. I can't name a Nintendo game that's that bad. So I can't be, you know, mm. agnostic. Odama. Uh not a first party release in okay, the launch okay. window. Oh, the, uh, Breath of the Wild. Just the, oh the, yeah, that game was miserable. Like, honestly, didn't do anything the, with the open world. The first-person shooter mechanics in that were just awful. Now, see, my problem was the cover system, because every time I took cover, just <laughs> grenades would come from everywhere. They would just spawn there. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, anyway, so, so, sorry. So, yes, this game is as bad as you remember, and if you're that one person playing multiplayer, stop! There's so many good games to play. Now, we kind of have the inverse of the question we had with Red Dead Revolver. Like, I know Rare is not the Rare that everybody grew up with. They're just not that company anymore, and they haven't been probably since this point, right? Like, the Rare that made Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and Viva Pinata and all those games is not the Rare that also made Grab by the Ghoulies and Banjo-Kazooie and all those. But... Does this deserve to have a place? Like, like, does Perfect Dark, did one game just 
titanically sink the franchise. Because arguably, with games like Hitman, right, you have a blueprint of how to do a kind of spy game. Well, and Deus Ex, of course. So then my question, I guess, is... Would you be curious about a new Perfect Dark game? Yeah, 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 I would. Because I think the um, sci-fi... Sci-fi spy first-person shooter sounds cool to me. As long as it's not have 2077 in the title. (laughs) Excuse me, but I just (laughs) want to point out that that game... Anyway, we're not going to go there and we will probably never go there. But no, I would love to see that because things like, you know, like Deus Ex or something like that, very sci-fi... Not spy particularly, but stealthy, shootery, you can play it that kind of way. I think a perfect dark could fit on top of not more not a hitman side of things, but a Deus Exe side of things. Well you said something there that, that's interesting. So to you and I realize that this is, you know, maybe a bit of a misnomer, but so spy to you always equals stealth. No, no, it doesn't equal stealth. Sorry, that's spy to me equals the actions that you're undertaking. You're infiltrating a place unseen to blow up an AI thing to release spider bots everywhere. Like spy spy, equals sabotage. Spy equals sabotage or spy equals finding out information. Spy is the objective, but stealth is the method or the primary method of spying, like equally you could say Sniper Elite is almost in that region because you're sneaking in to shoot someone in the face to sneak back out. Like, Yeah, Assassin's Creed, Sniper Elite, yeah, like, like there's a yeah. bunch that could fit. They could fit, but to me, if you if you said spy, perfect darky spy type thing, it, it immediately falls in the bucket of stealthy, objective-based technology, espionage, hacking... All of those buzzwords. So Deus Ex. Deus Ex mixed with something, you know, like Deus Ex mixed with Watchdogs or something like that that sounds terrible but might work. Well, that's like like this, the the spy genre, now granted there's a lot on PC that I don't know about. I'm mainly talking from a console perspective because I know there were spy adventure games back in the day. There were spy Mm -hmm. puzzle games. Like, it happens. But... To me, a spy is more hiding in plain sight, smoozing to get objectives right. And also there's that suicide mission part of spy games, right? Where it's like, well, 007, this guy's going to blow up the world. Uh, Go shoot everybody in the face. And you're like, okay. So we still don't have a game that I think fits, especially if you're going to go techno thriller spy. Like nothing really sits there. But what is going to sit there is Ayo's James Bond. That's the thing that's going to fill all of those holes. It's going to fill every hole satisfactorily. Like James Bond always does. Uh Um, Christmas doesn't come just once a year. But they made it first person, which which makes me nervous, man. Makes me nervous. It does me too. Because I always not known for their first person. Okay. Do you want to hear something funny? And this is like a random connection of things that are current, plus this conversation. But 
see that whole they made Hitman, 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 it's amazing. They're making a James Bond, amazing, it's first person. Oh no, that gut feeling, I got that. <laughs> you got it, you got to think I'm an idiot. But see, okay. see when you're playing Dark Souls, right? Two mm-hmm. specifically, because that's what I'm playing. I started monkeying about with a bow and arrow because I thought, why why not? And mm-hmm. seeing that, see when you aim with L2 and you get the crosshair, if you go, if you look up the way, the arrow comes from below uh, the camera. <laughs> yep, and, yep. and if you look down the way, it comes from above. And it's it's because obviously the camera control is somewhere in the body, roughly near the but it's not it's relative to the bow and arrow, it's moving at a slightly different angle. That I, I did that and I was shooting someone and I looked up and I shot someone else and I was like, I hope the new James Bond game doesn't turn <laughs> out to feel like I literally thought that. Sometimes when you're playing a third person game and it goes first person, the camera feels like it's not quite in the right place. Yeah, um, and and IO isn't somebody that I have a ton of confidence in first person. Third person, mm-hmm. you know what, you guys, you guys rock that shit. But first person, eh, I don't know. Granted, there's also the track record of we haven't had a truly terrible James Bond game. Ever. Maybe 007 Racing, maybe, but, so... The license will carry it. That we don't have to worry. Is that a license to to cut? To, oh fuck! I'm not even gonna. I'm not doing that. I right. was hoping you would say that, my friend, because we can't keep talking about James Bond. Okay. I know. Um. So, Perfect Dark, I think, could make a comeback in a not very saturated part of the market. Like again, I'm not a game designer. These people are way smarter than I am, but. It could fill a niche, which would be interesting. The question is this. Does Rare matter to you anymore? No, and this is something we have spoke about. Rare barely mattered to me back in the day. Like, Bear and Birdly mattered. You got license to kill. Shut up. I get that. Okay, right. Fair. Fair. Fair point. I I never had a lot of affinity with Rare, which it makes me sound like almost like a heathen. But you're definitely I not wa- from the UK. I wasn't a Nintendo kid, and like I wasn't an arcade kid, so a lot of it flew past me. And I, and I was aware of Rare. That like you, you sometimes something slipped through, like Mar- Marble Madness must have been Rare, and things like that. But most of it just passed me by. Perfect Dark was the odd one that... Well, didn't... GoldenEye, I would imagine, right? I never... I, I only played GoldenEye for about four hours. That's weird, was... too. It's weird, yeah. though. But it was, that was only because one of my friends had an N64, like, borrowed from his uncle for a weekend. Like, that's the only reason I ever had any exposure to GoldenEye. Um... That's in like coming from the UK. You've got to be like one in a million because uh, UK people love them some rare ultimate play the game, rare coin it, whatever stupid name they want to use. Um, yeah, and and if you're a listener, you I I don't like rare. Um, there's so many games rare did that I don't like. 
Blastcore, however, we thought was okay. Blastcore was okay. Um, but yeah, if, if Rare hadn't done Donkey Kong, there would be no reason for me to like Rare at all besides GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. Like, that's that pairing. That well, being I, said... I, I thought everyone loved Killer Instinct. Like, I thought everyone loved Killer Instinct. Or is that everyone loves it but Dave doesn't because you're a hipster? <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. They, everybody loves Killer Instinct and Dave loves Spinal because Spinal is a cool skeleton that fights people with a sword. Sure. I It, it doesn't really rank on my pantheon of fighting games. Like, I was okay. super excited to see it come back, right? Like, I bought an Xbox for, oddly enough, Rise, Son of Rome, and Killer Instinct. And then nice. later it's like, oh god, Cuphead. Whew. Okay, I'm glad I bought this. I just discovered something. Because huh. I thought, I'll, I'll have a wee wiki. Rare did Connect Sports. Yeah. Well, after Perfect R bombed as hard as it did, Rare got kind of refocused on, by Microsoft to do, like, the Miis version for Xbox. The avatars oh, okay. you used to have. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, they did a lot of Connect work. Like, a lot of behind-the-scenes Connect work, too. Mm-hmm. That's funny because... Um... The Connect also doesn't work. <laughs> the Connect also doesn't work. But after Fable 3, um, what do you call them? Not Crystal Dynamics. Uh, what's Peter Molyneux and the gang called? Uh, oh, the, uh, Lionhead Studios. Lionhead Studios did a Connect. They got sucked into Connect and did that Connect. Yep. Fable freaky, the Journey. F- no, they did, a, they did a Connect tech freaky head oh, thing. Oh, Milo. Milo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Peter Molyneux lied <laughs> yeah. about everything. everything we're gonna absolutely. we're gonna talk about that egg-headed son of a something when uh-huh. we get to Fable 2, because that's coming up. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. L- like it's weird, and I say this as somebody that is console agnostic, right? Like I have Sony, Nintendo, Panasonic, Xbox, whatever. I don't care. If the game's good, I'll buy it. The fact that Microsoft won that generation for, like, what, 90% of it? I think it was only, like, towards the back end, PS3 started to catch up and overtake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With as many blunders as they had is just a testament to how bad Sony screwed the pooch on that one, right? Like, like the Kinect, I would, in terms of... um, where it sits in your brain, the move has got to be the bottom, right? Like nobody, nobody likes the PS Move. Nobody. Connect is still manages to be worse than We Waggle, right? I kind of like I I liked a good chunk of Connect stuff. Really? Yeah. Uh, any examples? Uh, Connect Adventures, Connect the Connect um, Joyride Racing thingy. Okay. Uh, um, it was the first, I, I, I can't remember if I've ever either said this on air or told you, but to this day, Laura and I still shout Xbox pause when we're just picking up the, <laughs> the, the channel changer to pause a film because it, the Kinect was the first thing that introduced voice activated, you know, and we used yeah. to shout Xbox pause, Xbox play, we still do it. And we're just picking up the telly controller to pause. <laughs> oh, that's pause great! Netflix. So the connect, the connect was a wee bit weird like that. I I liked a good chunk of it, and I, I think how did it w- work for you? Because I could never get that stupid thing. Not that well. I mean, it wasn't. 
it wasn't the best in the world. It had quite a good chunk of what it tried to do. There was the connectimals and things yeah. like that. We we tried to do that, and it it just it was gimmicky, but it introduced a, an element of interactivity that made me then go down the path of buying a Wii Fit and, well, and uh, a VR like, like PSVR and yeah like any peripheral that gave you another method of, of interacting with the game the connect was the first the connect was the thing that made me like that and it, it sparked my interest in that where yeah i'm kind of the opposite i tried the wii and went this is not good and yeah. then any motion ever whether it be xbox playstation it's just I, I don't want to control my games like this. Stop it, mm-hmm. please. Um, I mean, if I had if I had more exposure to the Wii before the Connect, I might have went down the same path. Other than Red Steel, which was good. If no. I no, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm going to keep on banging that drum. I will. I will bang that drum with my katana until the end of time. <laughs> um, I'd, if I did, the Wii was worse at it than the connect was in my mind the connect unless you're playing boom blocks the, then the Wii the thing, was okay the thing the connect did was you had the fitness side of things as well and at the core of it the tech this has got nothing to do with i don't even know what game we're talking about anymore because perfect dark sucked but um the Connect was really, really good at body mapping at a skeletal level, like in terms of joints. So it could do good things if it tried to use, you know, like you bending your arm or yeah. the, the depth side of things. So for dancing, it was really good. Like Just Dance yeah. with the Connect was fantastic. It was fantastic compared to the Wii or the PS Move, which you just had to move your hands. Even even the switch now. Yeah, even the switch. Just, it's still. Yeah. You just move your hands. You could be sitting on the sofa, moving your hands, and it will still think you're dancing. The connect made you dance. Now, now, okay. So I have an awkward question. Mm-hmm. Right. So I live in a two story duplex, and my game room is on the second floor. Because if there's a fire, hopefully it'll start on the first floor, and I can throw <laughs> everything out the window before yep. the fire gets to me. Now, I'm not what one would call a small man. And I wasn't a small man in, let's say, 2008, roughly. <laughs> like, what would you say Connect Heyday was? Yeah, yeah, just about then. 2000. Okay. 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ancient history. Um, at that time, I was still six foot three and still weighed roughly 250 pounds. A man that big can't stomp. And move. And you're not a small guy either. I mean, you're not as like heavy as I am, but you're almost as tall as I am. Yeah. Does that not, like, the stomp, 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 like, just get to you after a while? I mean, you don't have downstairs neighbors either. No. So, uh, nothing to do with downstairs neighbors, but stomping does get to me. At the time, we had to connect. And, like... At, at, at the time we had to connect, we had a carpeted room. It was fine. Um, I recently got, uh, oh, God, what's it called? Ring fit. Yeah. And ring fit involves an inordinate amount of stomping. And oh, actually, it does. I actually bought a yoga mat 
to stand on while playing ring fit to mitigate some of the stomping. Uh, it makes the TV wobble when me oh. or Kelsey do it. And so it's oh. like, okay, be super careful. Honestly, it does have a mode where you can play it sitting down, which I just think is bizarre. But, which you know. negates 90% of the reason you yeah. bought ring fit to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like I, I guess my main problem is with most peripherals, you have to have a setup built around them. Like even PSVR. If you don't have a room that's the right size, the right light, it will be a hassle. And I never got into an optimal situation with either VR or Connect ever. I, um, had, I I had to like swap living rooms with a bedroom to get to the point where PSVR worked. And when you got when you nailed it and everything was perfect, thing that's when things like Beat Saber and Pistol Whip and you could you could flail like nothing else and not worry about punching a kid in the face or kicking a sofa or, you know, like knocking over a coffee table. You'd, yeah. When you get that, it's perfect. It's absolute bliss. And this is 100% off of Perfect Zero, but mm-hmm. I'm curious. So when you buy a peripheral like a PSVR, like a Kinect, what is the threshold it has to hit in terms of games of like, okay, now this, I'm glad I bought this. It's, it's worth it. I, 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 it does, it's nothing to do with what games are out on it. It's what it does. Like, oh, I really? would have bought, I would have bought PSVR if the only thing it had was Beat Saber. I would have bought, you know, like, I can't think of another example, but I, I'm very much, I would love, pl- th- no, 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 not for PSVR, but I mean, in like, I, if Sony came out and said, we've got this peripheral that lets you block by clenching your butt cheeks. It's a butt plug. <laughs> and and you clench your butt cheeks and it blocks for you. I would probably buy it regardless of what So it's games. more tech side than it is yeah. game side. Oh, yeah. yeah, like I'm, oh, a, I'm okay. a tech fiend. Um, I'm glad I didn't buy Google Glass after I tried it. Um, Like <laughs> I've, I've never been tech fiendy. For me, mm-hmm. it's got to have it like... I have a couple PSVR games, you know, the usual, like your rigs and your, the bank thing where you shoot the angry British mm-hmm. fans. Um, yep. And it's fine. Uh, Far Point, I think it is. Like, okay, that's cool. I would have been disappointed if I hadn't played Resident Evil 7. Like, okay. like there has to be one game that makes it sing before I'm like, okay, I'm glad I bought this. Like, like a dumb example, like even the Wiimote, right? Like, for that, it was Boom Blocks. It's like, oh, okay, all right, this works really well. I'm cool with it now. Uh, I never found that with Connect. And yes, I did play the Steel Battalion game for Connect, and that was an experience. A good experience. No, it was bad. Um, because, you know, you know me, my Steel Battalion, like, that's my white whale, right? Like, I want all those mm-hmm, buttons, and mm-hmm. then they're like, hey, th- that is a good idea. Take a, a game that's that button-sensitive and make it VR so you don't have to buy this $500 rig to use it. And it just doesn't work great. It, it's it's kind of wonky. It, it does connect things of, like, no, I didn't push there. No, I'm not raising my hand. Stop it. Just Just do what I'm saying. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the Connected has never found anything. Like, what would you say was the one that made it sing for you? Was it Connected Ventures? Do you know... 
it might be um, the Star Wars game, Star Wars Connect. Really? Yeah, the Star Wars dancing. And I'm not a Star Wars person, but a mashup between that franchise that has nothing to do with Just Dance and that, I... I remember we had nights where we had friends around drinking, just playing that because it was so fucking stupid, but fun. <laughs> okay, it, that's fair. It's got the same. It's it ha- or or sorry, that had the same appeal that giving your gran the Wii remote to play Wii tennis. You know, like your gran can play. Yeah, well, my gran can't because she's both of them are dead. Oh, that's sad. You can still put one on the grave. Yeah, like let's be it, fair. Um, but you know anyone that's not a gamer can pick it up and play it and I'm not trying to sound like an advert but no, that that entertains me greatly like it's I took PSVR round to Laura's parents for Christmas who aren't gamers and they were playing everything Laura's dad was fishing at one point you know like just randomly playing a fishing game and I'm like this is brilliant it's a brilliant thing oh yeah I took I took uh, PSVR up to my parents house too and uh, my because my dad was a mechanic, and it's like, oh, driving games, dad, and he's like, oh, this is great. Um, not worth the what, like eight, nine hundred dollars it took to invest in that. No, no. But no. um, yeah. So like, even even VR, like I'm okay with VR now, as in I know it has possibilities just because of that one really good experience I had. But Perfect Dark is not a good experience <laughs> for anybody. I don't even know, like how. I think we just went to Microsoft around this era talk. Okay, fair enough. Uh, do you want to bring up Misplosion Man, or should I bring up Joe Danger? Because for some reason, those are the two games that always scream Microsoft to me. I don't know why. Joe Danger isn't the worst thing in the world ever. No, it, it's kind of trials. It, it's kind yeah. of just trials. Yeah, and the, it, there was a game that came out. It wasn't the original Joe Danger, but there was one... That was um, you had tracks like Trials Fusion Frenzy or whatever yet, and it was there was a wee bit of racing, and it was like a track two D version of the game, the Disney game that's driving with explosions and set pieces. It's either what? split second or blur. Yeah, <laughs> every time there was a Joe Danger game that was basically that with movie set pieces sliding in and out. It was brilliant. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with Misplosion Man or Joe Danger. It was just like that's what I see on my Xbox 360 home screen whenever I think of it. It's like, oh, those two games. Uh, that and the Maw for some reason. I always remember the Maw. Anyway, we should probably stop talking about Perfect Zero because <sighs> neither of us want to talk about it. If if you think we're wrong, and I would love to hear a spirited defense of this. I know I say that sometimes, but like this is a game I've never heard anybody say nah it's good i only hear it's not that bad like like i don't think anybody really has love for this and i think that's what tanked the whole franchise so if you do uh you can hit us up at nomoresages.com where we have uh, a place where you can suggest the games if you want you can just get in contact and say hey you guys suck whatever you feel like doing uh next week we have a game that will probably make for a shorter episode, but a weirder episode, because I'm going to have Craig try to explain how to play it. Oh, um, no. That game is Odama. Not Obama, not Osama, but mm-hmm. Odama. Uh, so if you have any experiences with Odama, and you must be one of like 15 people, 
I would love to hear your thoughts on Odama. I did forget to do the thing that we do because we kind of don't need to, but for the perfunctory questions. Yeah. No, neither of us recommend this in 2022. I do recommend Rare Replay, which this is on. Though, to to be clear. Always recommend Rare Replay. Craig, what's the nugget you get out of this? Um, If any. Yeah, again, like last week, I I, I just... If you expect disappointment, then you will always be... No. Um... If you expect good things to play Perfect Dark Zero, you will be disappointed. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd had a nugget, but I don't know what it was. It was something along the lines of, you know, don't, just don't be happy. Just jump in front of a train rather than play this game. Don't go chasing waterfalls. That's the nugget. Listen, listen to the... <clears throat> the rivers and the lakes that you used to. Um, My nugget is simply that... One bad iteration could tank a franchise. Like, even tank a studio, surprisingly. Like, if you had talked to me before Perfect Dark Zero came out, I would have thought, oh yeah, Perfect even if it has a bad game, it's 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 a franchise with legs. Turns out, those legs were a really bad redesign, and it tanked the entire franchise. The end. There are always been perpetual rumblings of this coming back, but I kind of view those like the Dead Space rumors. Because... They're sort of always coming back. Sort of, I imagine there's one executive that's like, guys, Perfect Dark was cool. And that, that's all it equals to. So anyway, we will catch you next time when we talk about pinball and army management and bells and gates and rivers and everything that evidently happened in feudal Japan. So join us next time when we talk about Odama. Odama.